Welcome everybody. My name is Melanie Mowell. I am the communications and content manager for the North American Hardware and Paint Association. Um, and we've got a special guest here. Uh, Beth Casson from the National Hardware Show has joined us to chat about the big event that is taking place um, at a new time of year with a lot of new events. Um, so the National Hardware Show takes place January 31st through February 2nd in Las Vegas. Welcome, Beth. Excited to talk about the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Melanie. I'm excited to be here and talk with you guys and looking forward to our new program that we're rolling out in January as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we are just about uh, two months away um, from the National Hardware Show. Um, and, and I think people may be wondering, wait, isn't the show usually in the spring or or it, it has also been in the fall recently. Um, so tell us a little bit about the timing of, of the hardware show this year um, and, and kind of what it means for attendees. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have had a couple different years, I would say, getting through COVID and, and coming out of it. So you're right, we did have a show in October, which, uh, you know, wasn't the most ideal time frame. Uh, and we mm -hmm. also then, um, 22, held it in April. Um, but years before I even started in this business, uh, there was talk about it being earlier in the year. You know, it's it's primarily a discovery and exploration show. Hardware's mm -hmm. never been a buying event. And so the idea was to give everyone an opportunity to come, explore, kick off the year and then get into their buying season and their buying events. And so we finally had the opportunity to come together with the Builder Show and the Kitchen and Bath Show and create this CES style event uh, for the industry. Uh, in years past, we've asked the question many times to our audience um, in the hardware community, and a lot of them attend the Builder Show already. And so we thought, you know what, this could be a really good opportunity uh, for all of our events to really band together, create this exciting, wonderful event to kick off the year and give all of our customers and communities more opportunities, really. You know, if you can go and take one trip versus having to take three or four trips, you know, why not? That is actual um, coming out of COVID. That's actually a lot of the research that is being supported now is when people travel, they're traveling less frequently and they want to get more out of the events that they're going to. You know, so that's really been a focus for us as we come out of this is to build something that creates a ton of value for our customers um, and makes it easy on their business so they don't have to shut down prime season. You know, uh, May sure. was challenging. We always got that feedback that May was a challenging time because retail stores are just really busy. Uh, now being at earlier dates, uh, it's a, a lot less busy and people are able to kind of take that time away without, you know, being con so concerned about what's going on back at home. Uh, so that's the the short version of it, I would say, even though that right. took a while to explain. But, you know, so far, so good. We're actually we're, we're really looking forward to it. Um, things are coming together fast uh, and we are uh, we're in the final actually kind of in the final stages of getting this baby off the ground and, and having it go. So, yeah, yeah. So you talked about um, getting more out of out of these trips. So when you're thinking about. NHS 2023, um, what is that more people are going to get at, at this event? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So uh, one of the things, you know, we've worked really closely on, on re, re 
reworking our partnership uh, to make sure that we are offering some additional value, uh, really focused on merchandising and finding products and, and, and doing really good things for your store. So I think that's a really exciting new program that we're kicking off. Uh, there's also going to be um, our UIA partnership with the inventors where people can go over and listen to pitch panels, really understand some of the new products that are coming in. Uh, we have reworked Habitat a bit, which is our, our home for innovation and discovery, uh, where we will have tons of products on display that are very on trend with what consumers are looking for. But we're also going to have a bunch of education going on. So we're working with Heary and the Farnsworth Group to do kind of a state of the union, what's happening, what to expect when it comes to retail and, and for the pros as well, because that is part of the audience and part of the benefit of being with um, with both of these other events. Uh, we also are going to bring in the Retail Design Institute to do a whole uh, discussion on how to design your stores to create a great experience during the event. And we also have uh, Epicor working with us to create a tech panel that's going to talk through, you know, what are the retail trends? You know, how's, how are things shaping up when it comes to technology? Uh, because we also launched a technology retail solution center this year for hardware. So that's going to be a big piece of what we're doing and focusing on. You know, we've we've taken the initiative to rebrand the message about hardware and it is now coined the future of home improvement. And that's really where we want to go. We want to be the beacon where people come and learn about what to expect, not just from, you know, a consumer perspective, what they want, but also where's technology going? How's it going to impact you? You know, we've got all these concerns about, you know, potential recessions or this or that. So learning more about what that impact might actually be uh, and being able to plan for it is really where we, where we want to get to with the brand. So uh, we're kind of reimagined. We, we've been reimagining the show for a couple of years now. And I think we finally landed on, you know, being that beacon of where the industry's going and, and educating around that and trying to guide as much as we can each year. Awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun stuff that's that's being planned. So I think one draw for people specifically maybe in this time of year is is the possibility of Vegas in the winter. Um, so tell us what's happening uh, outside in the backyard this year. Oh, yes. So the backyard still is the the place that everyone loves to go spend their time. It's the place where people go for lunch, of course, because there's always great chefs out there and great grilling companies cooking up a storm, which will remain the same this year. Uh, and then we also have the beer garden that we put in play, I guess, two editions ago, where we actually hold all of our welcome receptions, awards. You guys do your your Retailer Choice Awards. Uh, where you put, what is it? A hundred products, yeah? Uh, <laughs> that yeah, you guys select? Getting close, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we've got the Retailer Choice Awards. Uh, we have... The, the chef, the grill, uh, the cook-off, I always say it wrong, celebrity chef cook-off going on back there uh, as well. Um, and then on the last day of the show, because it's a little different this year, the other events do run until 5 p.m. on the last day. Traditionally, hardware has closed down at 1. Uh, we are going to start a kind of closing party at 3 o'clock uh, with a band uh, in the backyard as well. So we'll have a, a nice heated tent back there where people can go and hang out and uh, have some free beverages on us. Uh, probably some pretzels this year. I'm working on getting one of those cool Ooh. pretzel, uh, you know, it's a, it's a beer garden. There should be pretzels. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so really looking forward to that. I mean, the average temperature in Vegas uh, looks like it's right around 65 degrees in January. So mm -hmm. it won't be cold like it is for you or me right now. Uh, right. It'll still be a little bit warmer and with the sun, it should be okay. So uh, we are, we're excited to keep that, you know, that's one of the, I think, highlights of the show that everyone looks forward to is really getting out there and exploring the, uh, the different grilling companies and, and tasting a bunch of the delicious food that their chefs uh, cook up. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, all right, Beth, here's the, here's the question of the day. I think um, if, if somebody listening to this right now is kind of on the fence about whether they're, they're going to make it out this year, um, what, what, what are kind of the three things that, that you want them to know about uh, the value that's at the National Hardware Show? Okay. So I think the first thing is 60% of the vendors that are at the hardware show are going to be new, mm-hmm. brand new, haven't been to the show before. So you've got a ton of new product to explore. Uh, I think that's really, really important in the grand scheme of things is finding that new product. Uh, we've got a ton of great education going on this year. Uh, so different than in the past where it's just been product focused. Now we're focusing on trends and we're focusing on technology. And so uh, really learning about, you know, what the future looks like in a retail store, I think is is a big piece of what we're putting together. And the last thing would I would say is you have access to one, two, three. We are now up to four events that will accept the hardware badge. So that means you just have to register once, use your badge, and you can actually access the Builder Show, the Kitchen and Bath Show, and the Las Vegas Market uh, event is happening where they have all of their outdoor furniture and uh, and products as well. Uh, they, that our badges will also work there. So you know you're really getting a four for one kind of experience yeah. uh, in three days where you get to explore not only the tons of new product at hardware, but a lot of the other great new products uh, at the other events as well. So I'd say those are the three. Yeah, yeah, those are all really, really great reasons. So um, registration is open at nationalhardwareshow.com. Um, and the National Hardware Show was generous enough to um, allow our listeners, our members to uh, get free registration. So you can use code NHPA um, to get free registration for the National Hardware Show. So definitely jump on this opportunity. Um, thanks so much, Beth. We're really looking forward to seeing how all of these kind of new ideas come together um, and, and kind of seeing how this new time of year um, and these new uh, you know, co-located events um, happen together. So really excited about the opportunities this year. Great, us too. So can't wait to see you out there. Yeah. When you grow a garden with Schultz products, you reap a bountiful crop of benefits for your customer and your business. The signature dropper applicator allows you to feed every time you water. Just seven drops per quart of water delivers vital micronutrients every time you feed. Schultz liquid plant food is available through hardware co-ops and lawn and garden distributors nationwide. For more information, go to knoxfurt.com Schultz. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Taking Care of Business podcast. My name is Renee, and I'm NHPA's retail engagement specialist, and I'm also the producer of this podcast. Today, I'm joined by my amazing guests, NHPA's associate editor, Lindsay Thompson, and our graphic designer, Olivia Adam. Thanks for coming on the podcast, ladies. Thanks for having us, Renee. It's exciting to be on. Yeah. yeah excited to be here. It's Olivia's first podcast, so I'm, I'm even more excited to have her here with us as well. Um, so just so everyone knows, over the last year, NHPA has been having a really fun time getting back out on the road and visiting members at their stores across the country. Um, in 2022, we've clocked over 10,000 miles on the road, taking time to meet retailers at 28 stores across the country. Um, today, I'm really excited because the three of us are going to chat a little bit about a trip we did to Ohio not too long ago. Um, during this trip, we went and saw three different stores And I thought it would be fun for us to just kind of talk about the stores that we visited, um, what stood out to us about these stores, and 
just kind of the experience of getting to get out and visit retailers in person. Um, we also had a chance to visit the Wooster Brush Company and see how their products were manufactured in Wooster, Ohio. So that was a pretty cool experience. Yeah, so our first stop was Hartville Hardware in Hartville, Ohio. Hartville Hardware is the largest hardware store in the United States at uh, over 300,000 square feet. Uh, we started our visit with a delicious lunch at Hartville Kitchen, which is on the Hartville Hardware campus. And then we browsed their on-site bike bakery and uh, checked out the shops at Hartville. It was so good. I got the mac and cheese. What did you Do you guys remember what you had? Mashed, been a while. mashed potatoes. That's yeah. all I remember because they were so amazing. Yeah. I think I also had the green beans, which was really good. Yeah. It, it was funny. So the, the whole crew from Hartville was so welcoming. And they, um, you know, as soon as we got there after, I think it was about a four-ish hour drive. Mm-hmm. Was it more than four hours? We left early. Yeah. So we left the morning of and got there in time for lunch. Uh, they had a section for us to come sit and chat and, and get to catch up with them before we started our tour of the store. Um, but it was really a fun experience getting to go in there. And, um, you know, Olivia, this was your first visit to a store ever. Uh, if I'm, am am I correct? Yes, that's right. Okay. So, so for Olivia and, and as most of you know, um, not every hardware store is 305,000 square feet. Um, so it is a bit of an undertaking walking through the doors with your camera in hand, ready to, you know, get to experience it. What was, what was your impression from that day? And were you ready for it? Did you think it would be as big as it was? Like, tell me some of your thoughts. I honestly did not expect what I saw. My first impression Mm -hmm. was just like, wow, like it was so massive. It was so large. Like I didn't even think it would be a hardware store. Yeah. So it was really neat to see and explore. And honestly, it was just so overwhelming, but in a very good way. Yeah. What did you think, Lindsay? Yeah, I love that it was huge, but it was really well organized. So each of the departments, the wall of that department, it was painted a different color. So like when you walked in, you could see like blue was electrical. Like I don't remember exactly what yeah. color it was, but it was really great. You know, it was organized that way. And then the signage was incredible too. And it's all done in house, which is even cooler. I know. I thought that was really cool. Um, the team actually... I don't know if they'd want us to share this, but I think it's fun. They let us come up onto the roof. And so we got to get a view of, you know, their entire campus, including they have a salad dressing facility on site where they make their salad dressing and then they sell it in grocery stores in the area and in the store. So that was a, a fun little tidbit as we were, were there. And I remember it, it wasn't too bad getting up there, but coming down, I was a little nervous going down the, that, uh, the steps back down into the regular store. Yeah. Olivia, didn't you take home some salad dressing? I think so. I I yeah, did too. I remember. Yes. But I didn't buy so the fresh cool. one because I was like, it's going to sit in the car. So that would be kind of gross. But they have the kind that you get at the grocery store that you can you can have on hand. Um, the What I really loved too is just the attention to detail that Hartville had. Um, it was actually on my store bucket list. So um, I've been with the association eight years now, and I had always wanted to go to Hartville, and it just hadn't happened. And so when we were planning trips, I was like, if we're going to Ohio, we have to go to Hartville. And I mean, honestly, we really could have spent an entire day there. We were probably there for maybe three-ish hours, and I and I wish we would have spent even more time. But it was really cool. And um, all the different departments. I love their grilling department. They have a model home that is just next level. And I believe that they're um, tearing it down to the studs and starting over for 2023. So if you have a chance to get to Hartville, 
hopefully that that'll be up and you can kind of check out the new design model home. But Lindsay, what did you think of that model home? Like, I mean, I didn't see how they'd be changing it, but they're really good about sticking to the trends. It sounds like. Yeah, it was, um, it was really cool to, to walk through. I mean, cause it was literally every single room that you would have in your house, fully decorated, fully outfitted with all different products. And, um, it was really, really beautiful. Yeah. They were saying some people had asked for the model of it to like have it built for themselves, like taking the model that they have, taking that square foot like floor plan and doing it for themselves, which is kind of fun. Um, I also really loved they they have a whole Yeti section. You could look through their um, all of their different cups and things like that. And I actually had them screen. I think it's called screen printing where where you take the the cup that you want and then they're able to um, put it in this device and. I mean, it's a big business for them and, you know, it's an investment, but it's something that they explained to us had been very profitable for them. And um, I still use that cup and think of our trip. Yeah, I really loved um, they had this live edge wood section so you could go and shop all these different live edge wood uh, pieces, which I mean, rustic is rustic chic is so in right now. So yeah, that was such a, that was such a cool section. And then um, I really love the John Deere. They have a John Deere like shop and then they have a repair mm-hmm. shop. My 11 year old would have loved to see that. Yes. <laughs> it's really cool. Olivia, what was your favorite part? Um, well, it was definitely the model houses. Those were really cool to see and walk through. My One of my favorite houses, they had a little dog display area where you can like bathe them and like they had little like areas to put like a bunch of toys and food. And it was like such a neat way to like see how like that could be all set up. Um, but I also thought it was interesting to see like the they had a bunch of like home good like decorations and they also had like some like coffee shop stuff. So they mm. had even like local coffee shops, um, bags of them. And I actually got to buy one. So that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. We've um, on our trips, not just for on the road NHPA on the road trips, but just anytime people are getting out. We're internally, we're kind of like, okay, buy coffee and bring it back. And so anytime we're working in the office, you can brew up a cup of coffee from wherever you went to, um, which is really fun. But um, the team at Hartville overall, though, was just so welcoming. Um, And if you've never been to their store, and for me, it had taken years, but I'm glad that we finally got the time to go out there. So I would recommend setting aside some time. You can even book a hotel literally on their campus. I don't I don't think it's affiliated with them, but it probably should be. Um, it's pretty cool, though. I mean, that many people come. They have buses that come. There's um, there's just so much to do. So make sure to check out Hartville Hardware and learn more about it. But if you want to see the largest hardware store, um, it's your place to go. Yeah, for sure. So the next store that we visited um, was Summit Paint in Barberton, Ohio. Uh, The company also has a location in Akron, Ohio, and they've been serving the paint needs of contractors and DIYers in Northeast Ohio since 1986. Uh, We met with President Nelson Roeder and Vice President Craig Goose, who gave us a tour of the store and shared what their product or what products their customers love the most. We also got to meet McGuire, who is their third employee. He was... um, home from college working in the store and it was just so cool to hear him talk about working under um, Nelson and Craig and just how much he appreciated how hard that they work that they are you know they're nothing's below them they're working just as hard as um, all their other employees and then it was also interesting to hear from um, 
Nelson and Craig, Nelson is working on passing the business down to Craig. So just kind of that business transition plan that they have in place was was cool to hear about. Yeah, Lindsay, this this was a great find of a company. Um, you know, you really dug in and, and tried to find stores that were in the area we were wanting to go to. And so it was. I'm glad we got to go and visit them, see their store. Um, you know, Olivia, this was the first paint store you went to. So just like Hartville was your first hardware store, um, you know, obviously the footprint was a little bit smaller than Hartville. But what was that experience like getting to see, you know, a paint operation? Um and, and you got to do both of those things in the same day. So it was like back to back, but a different experience. Um, I'd love to hear any thoughts you had on that. Yeah, I've actually never been in a paint store like that before. I always just go to like Menards or Lowe's or somewhere like I usually just go corporate wise. So actually going into an, a paint store dedicated to that and it was more interesting to see and how the variety is like even if it was a small store, like there was just so much more welcoming and more homey. I felt like I was like, oh, I can actually get a bunch of cool things here and a lot more value from it. Um, and it was so cool to see they had old antique paint buckets and decorations on top of their paint displays and it was just like wow that's so old but i love it yeah yeah definitely those little touches make make a difference and and really help a business stand out um so i i loved it summit paint was so welcoming and if you're in their area you got to check them out too um so this trip was a little shorter than usual. Typically, these trips have been about three days. Um, and for our trip to Ohio, since we were able to drive on over there, um, we decided to do a two-day trip. Um, so on our second and final day, we did get to spend some time with a manufacturer and a retailer. Um, so our first visit of the day was to Wooster Brush Company in Wooster, Ohio. Um, we got to tour the facility where Wooster paintbrushes, paint rollers, and trays are made. Um, Ladies, what what was it like for both of you? I know for myself, getting to go on that manufacturing um, tour was really kind of fun. Um, what did you all think? Like, I mean, obviously we, we couldn't take photos or videos because it's proprietary, but it was really cool getting to go behind the scenes with our 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 goggles on and walk through the and and just see it in in action being made in front of our eyes. Yeah, it was incredible. I've never seen anything like that. Their system and how everything is so organized. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Like, so awesome. Yeah, honestly, when they said it was going to be a 90-minute tour, I was like, okay, what are we going to, like, look at for 90 minutes? But it went flew by. Like, it was honestly riveting. Like, it was so interesting, and it just made me realized that I just take the manufacturing process in general for granted, like everything that goes into like all the logistics behind making, you know, one single paintbrush. Yeah. You think about like all the elements and and parts that they need to make something like a brush even. And, you know, they talked about the experience during COVID and they were really still on top of things. And it was just really cool to um, get to see how something is made. I, I, I feel like there's a show where it's like how things are made. Yeah. Pretty sure that's the title. Yeah. Um, And so it kind of felt like we were on one of those shows just without the camera. So I thought that was really fun. After the tour ended, um, we got to go. They had right off site a company like museum. um, And I am a little bit of like a history nerd. I love looking back at the past and seeing how things were done. So getting to walk through the museum was really cool. Um, Wooster Brush has been around since 1851. So they had a ton of different photos, 
items, artifacts that had been around since basically the beginning of the company. And it was really cool getting to um, just see see the the formation of an American made um, business and and brand um, that's highly respected and used today. Um, what did you guys think of getting to walk through that museum and, and take a peek at that? Yeah, there was this salesman sample trunk trunk from 1910. So the salesman would load up the brushes in this trunk and take it around from store to store and sell the paintbrushes right out of that. That was pretty cool. And then I also love seeing the Worcester brush advertising throughout the years and how it's evolved and changed. And that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I love just like looking at the old brushes. Um, it was really neat to see like going from the tour to the museum, like how that process is made and uh, every detail that goes into making like the perfect brush. It was just so awesome. And being as an artist, like I have more appreciation now, like using them like for my own work. And I'm like, dang, I know how this brush was made and yeah. I get to use it. Yeah, it was really cool. So we loved getting to spend time at Wooster and we're just really appreciative that they, you know, welcomed us in and let us go on that um, behind the scenes tour. Yeah, so our last step of the trip was E&H Hardware, which is actually just around the corner from Worcester Brush Company there in downtown Worcester. And this was a great transition from the Worcester Brush manufacturing facility to the uh, store because E&H um, has the largest Worcester Brush display in the country. E&H and Worcester uh, partner together to create this really just dynamic uh, display in their store. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really cool, really well done. Um, it was a like full long aisle and, you know, it's interesting getting to see that dynamic of the manufacturer and the retailer working together um, and their neighbors, which is fun. Um, so E&H, though, overall was really impressive to me. Uh, the company has 29 stores throughout Ohio and the store that we visited had recently been opened in spring of 2022. So. Um, while the building was older, it had been around and housed a, a department store way back in the day. And it also had um, the everything Rubbermaid store there. Um, it now obviously serves as the hardware store and it is um, three floors of merchandise. And then the fourth floor is where they have their corporate offices. Um, so we loved getting to walk through it. I mean, just seeing everything and how they laid it out. Um, it, it made sense to me and it, it was fun because you don't often see multi-level hardware stores from, from my experience. But um, Lindsay, do you want to share a little bit about what you thought of how they merchandised the store? Yeah, as you said, it was really well organized and we each commented that it was really well lit. Like yes. for being an older building, like it was just the lighting was great and the signage is great. Um, especially on that third floor, which is really focused on contractors. So it was like the plumbing department, electrical department, but then they also had their contractor sales desk up there, a little coffee bar. And then they had tables set up overlooking um, the beautiful downtown Worcester area. So as contractors are waiting on orders, they could sit there, um, catch up on work. Um, so I just thought that was a really cool uh, feature that they had. And yeah, it was really easy to navigate the the stairwell. There was, you know, stairs you could take and elevators. And it was cool because each elevator door had a little bit of history on the on the building. And then in each stairwell, there was a little bit of history on the company. So they just really tied that in so well. Yeah. Olivia, what did you think of the store? So did you have any favorite departments? Now, this was your second ever hardware store, also a very large hardware store. Um, and and I'm not sure if you've seen many others since then, but what did you think of getting to to check out uh, E&H? 
Yeah, it was really neat to see. I've never seen, again, anything like it. Um, it was cool when you first walk through the front door, you get to see the nook, which is like a little place where there's like gifts and like more fun things for like, if you don't want to be around the hardware store while maybe your husband is shopping, you can just head over there and like mm-hmm. kind of browse around. Um, it was so fun to see. Um, and it kind of reminded me of like a smaller version of like Home Goods. They always just yeah. have so much to look at and so many things that I just like want but probably shouldn't buy. Yeah. And and honestly, you know, after I don't I think it was before we went over there, there was a bunch of cute little boutiques along the way. So it kind of made sense. Um, I think they said they had like they made sure that this the products that they had wasn't competing too much because they didn't want to you know, ruffle any feathers, but it seemed like just overall, everyone who worked in that area was very tight knit and close as well, which was kind of fun to see. Yeah, absolutely. So my favorite part was actually the corporate offices up on the fourth floor, um, which is, they talked about how it was great for a lot of those corporate employees who don't normally get time in a store. They have to walk through the store, you know, to get to their offices and just really immerse them in, you know, what they're doing and why they're doing what they do. So I thought that was really cool. And then the people, they were, everyone at ENH was just so kind and so welcoming. And you can tell that they're proud of their stores. They should be. It's, it's beautiful store. Yeah. The, for me, I think one of my favorite departments was they had a whole area that was like Traeger. And I think they partnered with Traeger. I, I have never seen a, a Traeger department like this in a store, but it was really um, well designed, well laid out. Um, you can check out photos of that on our website. Um, and I'll mention that a little bit later, but um, I just thought it was so cool how they had that set up. Um, it made me hungry as I'm walking through it. Um, and, you know, at, at the end of the day, though, it was, you know, we'd visited three stores and... It was just really cool getting to get back out on the road, see some of these businesses just a state away from us. Um, but we hopped in the car, took a coffee with us and and headed back to Indianapolis. Um, and I think for me, that's like one of my favorite stand standouts from the trip. Of course, getting to talk to retailers was fun, but getting to reconnect with both of you and talk about our experience and like have other people that got to share the experience of visiting stores. Cause there were times in the past where I've gone on store visits alone and it's fun, but it's nice to have other people to bounce, bounce thoughts back and forth on and talk about, you know, some of our favorite things that we saw. Um, honestly, if we would have recorded it, that could have been our podcast. Cause it would have been, you know, right after we did it, we would have pressed, pressed record, done our chat, and then Kevin would have uploaded it. But, um, this is still fun too, getting to look back and talk about it. But what did you guys think about, you know, kind of processing all the stores we visited for you, Olivia, it was, it was really your kind of first opportunity to get out into businesses, but, um, what, what are some takeaways both of you had? Yeah. I, you know, the team that travels together stays together, right? Yes. So, you know, it was just really fun to travel with you guys. I mean, I love traveling and it was great to bond with you guys, but, um, for me, I'm still really new in the industry. I still feel like I'm really new in the industry too. And being just being in stores and meeting with retailers face to face is, is immensely helpful for me to do my job and to be able to better serve our retailers. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I would agree with everything Lindsay said, but also it was a nice like kind of jumpstart into joining the company and kind of gave my first step of like how businesses are operated and everything. Um, it was really neat to capture like their whole stories and how everything is operated behind scenes. And I have a lot much better understanding of like the audience I'm designing for and being as like a photographer as well. Yeah. Yeah. I have to give you props, Olivia, because we as we were looking through the photos after, I was like, wow, these are definitely a step above my iPhone quality pictures. But um, yeah, I, kudos to both of you. Lindsay did a great job finding all the businesses that we got to visit. Um, and just it's just really fun. And, you know, we're we've gone on on several trips this past year. And in 2023, we have a bunch more coming up. Um, I don't know about you, but I love looking back at all the cool places we've been to. Um, so if you want to look back at some of these past trips that we went on this year and want to stay in the loop for our future trips, um, you can visit your nhpa.org slash on dash the dash road. Um, and when you go there, you'll be able to see articles about the stores that we visited. Um, a lot of those articles are going to have at the end of them photo galleries um, we're going to have different, some of them have podcasts just like this one that you can go listen to. Um, and there's also a section where you can put in your information. If you want us to visit your business in 2023 or beyond, um, go add your information and let us know why we need to come visit your store. But, um, overall, I just want to thank both Lindsay and Olivia for coming on the podcast with me again. It's been, it was a really fun trip and I hope we have another chance, the three of us to get back out there. Um, any final thoughts from you ladies? No, thank you so much for having us today. Yeah, same here. Thanks, Renee. Awesome. Well, make sure to stay tuned, everyone, and we'll have more episodes in the future talking about our past trips and our future trips. So uh, stay tuned and make sure you're also following NHPA on Facebook and Instagram to see um, pictures and, and videos as we're visiting stores. Um, probably our next trip is going to be in January of 20. 20- 23. Thanks everyone.